0: shout out to our sponsor castaway club clothing locally grown and founded here in the western suburbs castaway club clothing is a pioneer in midwestern streetwear they're your one-stop shop for all things from cozy hoodies to crisp and clean jackets check them out on their instagram or on their website at castawayclubclothing.com and don't forget to
1: stay lounging Want the chance for win something to f- for free? Want high quality drip but not pay high quality prices? No need to worry. Just follow Castaway Club Clothing on Instagram and comment anything to do with Baby Station. And a random one will be selected and win $100 worth of Castaway gear. Now listen up. I know that you thought I was just going to read that and read it flat and just do it. Yeah, but I was pretty happy have, with that. I have a quick story for you. I'm a little sad this week. I've had a pretty depressing week and here's why. Turns out all the ads that we've been doing for Castaway Club clothing after all that, you know, Castaway Club got a lot of attention, been getting a lot of good business. But some people decide that they want to come to, you know, where I live and steal my Castaway Club gear. <laughs> because it's so nice and it's so high quality, it's everyone just wants it so bad that they're just going to steal it from me. So, right. That being said, this is an open call to whoever stole my my black and blue play outside sweatshirt. I'm coming for you. Someone stole it. Yeah,
0: wow. I swear to God. That's pretty intense. I mean, it could only be so many people, right? <laughs> who who did it?
1: It's gotta be it's your an roommate, open right? call.
0: It's gotta be your roommate, right? How is he not the first one you talk to about this?
1: He's got his own. He's got his own gray one okay who else has keys to your apartment i don't know some sort of high uh (laughs) elite elite thief (laughs) i'm telling you castaway club clothing is so good it's attracting the elite thieves all right i i'm gonna
0: move this ad along are you looking to save a little on your next purchase and support us at baby stage you can put in code i am because i got my thing stolen (laughs) (laughs) put in code baby at checkout then Idiot, you get 15% off. All right. All right. Jeez. That's code B A B Y. All right. Enough with this crap. Let's get into the podcast. Well, we're here. We made it to episode 41, uh, and uh, it's we've had our fair share of hardships along the way. You know, that bike accident last week really messed us up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that bike but, accident uh, where we <laughs> lost all the audio from our call-in because of a tape that was inside the bike basket really, really messed us up, and we were pretty sad about all the callers mm-hmm. that got lost.
0: Yeah, and you might think to yourself, why do you store the audio for the podcast on a tape? Yeah. Um, but that's not important. Uh, what's important is we're trying again this week and yeah
1: so welcome to baby station. Um, what we what we do here is we usually bring news articles to the table and the catch is is that Nate doesn't know what I'm bringing to the table um, and I don't know what he's bringing to the table. so it's a constant surprise. However, that being said, uh, sorry, it's a weird world out there and we firmly believe that there's humor to be found in, any, in everything. Um, that being said, this week we are re-recording our call-in spectacular, our call-in extravaganza. So we're calling it the Baby Station Call-In Rerecord Rendezvous Extravaganza. So we're welcoming in callers once again this week and actually making sure that we save the recording this time and so that it doesn't get damaged. And we are excited to, uh, to do this all over again.
0: Yeah, we normally do this to celebrate our every tenth episode. We we call every ten episodes a season, so this right. this is kind of the the conclusion of season four. Although we never really did this for season three, so this is kind of the season three and four extravaganza.
1: And and also, usually on the first episode of the new season, which some might say that this is the first episode of of season five, mm-hmm. um, we we could choose a new motto for this season
0: yeah so we're maybe we'll get some people's input on that
1: exactly all right well are we need to get take some callers yeah, yeah.
0: We'll just go from the top down here all right hey welcome to baby station what's your name where are you calling from
2: what's up this is uh griffin i'm calling from naperville
0: oh no way <laughs> no way <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's up griffin
2: I, I have an interesting situation.
1: <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Let's hear so, it. So,
2: for my major, I am doing some field experience and field work.
1: Okay. And like a wheat field. <laughs> like in the fa- on the farm. <laughs> no, no, not no? On the farm. It's more okay. technical, but uh. Anyways, right. it comes. Oh, okay. So, like saving. You're like a a farmer's doctor. <laughs> God. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Guys.
2: <laughs> but uh. Part of this comes with working with a supervisor who I have to be in a lot of Zoom meetings with. And as you guys can see, there's what appears to be a California flag on the wall behind me. Okay. It's not for yeah. the real California, though. It is for it is a fictional flag from a video game of like an alternate future California, whatever. <laughs> okay, right.
1: what is the video game? I'm actually interested. Um, Just...
2: Fallout New Vegas.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Continue on.
2: But uh, anyways, it's, you can't really tell that from the angle my camera's at. So I'm talking to my supervisor over Zoom. And at the end of the meeting, he just mentions like, hey, Griffin, just wanted to know California, best state in the nation. You from there? And I did, <laughs> I, I said no. But I also didn't tell him it wasn't a real California flag. Mm-hmm. So now every time I'm in a meeting with him, we spend like the first 10 minutes talking about how much he loves California. I Wonderful. To talk to me about all like the different sights and sounds of California. I, think, uh, oh, I don't like California.
1: You don't like California that <laughs> I'm
2: not much. Not a fan of it. No. Right.
0: Well, well, you know, you've got some tough decisions ahead
1: of you. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: <laughs> so, what, what do I do so I don't have to talk about California for?
1: So, you got a couple options. I'd say your first option is take down that flag and replace it. He told me I better not take the flag down. Oh, God. No, maybe. I was going to (laughs) say. Exact words. (laughs) He said, hey, don't you take that flag down. Is that what he said? (laughs) Too much. So so I was going to say you could replace it with an Iowa flag, but, you
0: know. Now, here's an option. Here's an option how you gracefully get rid of it. You say you have a family member or a friend who you found out is a huge California fan, and for Christmas you gave them that flag
1: ah that's a good out that is a very good out
0: pro is get rid of the flag con is you're lying to your supervisor
1: (laughs) okay so what lying to him by pretending i like california (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing is that if he finds out that you still have this flag what are the repercussions going to be there it's a great point
2: (sighs) i don't know if if you took intense dude he might get mad at me for lying He, Mm. he expects perfection I see. What are the repercussions if he one day sees that it's not a real California flag?
1: The, I can see that it says California Republic. That's not a. That's not a normal California thing, correct? Uh, I don't yeah. know.
0: No, I don't think California flags look like that in real life.
2: No, no. The bear at least doesn't have two heads on it. Well, here's the thing okay. too: is
0: it might just be a, a good thing because you know you have something to bond with your boss about, and uh, you know, so so what if you're not a huge California <laughs> fan? <laughs> Maybe your boss will
1: like you more because of it. Exactly. See, here's the thing. Fake it till you make it, and this time you got to really, really fake it and yeah, don't may- stop faking it.
0: Maybe do some research. Read up on the redwoods, you know, have some facts to 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 woo him over with.
1: Maybe take a trip to LA and uh tell him how how it went and how much you loved it. <laughs> even if you don't, even if you hate it, you got to tell him you love it. <laughs> um I was going to say again, the other option is replace it with Iowa, make sure that you know there's like a potato on it, something really uninteresting, and then maybe you'll lose a little bit of his faith in you, but you'll you'll stop having to lie and you won't have to live with the guilt anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: that'd be nice. I'd like to get this guilt off my chest. Okay, <laughs> well, good luck about. with your guilt. Um, we're gonna take another caller here. All right. Thanks for helping me, guys. Peace. Yeah, have, have fun. Have a good one. Are you admitting? Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: <clears throat> hey. Audio,
1: wh- welcome in. Welcome in. Oh
0: What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Uh I this is Brian. I have a hey, last Bri- name. You cool. don't have to say it. I'm calling from my house where I Nice, come. nice. That, that, and that's who up. are you two?
0: Well my name's Nate.
1: And my name's Jules.
0: Uh I'm I'm at my home right now. How'd you get in my house? Uh, I'm I'm not in your house right now.
1: Actually, I am. I'm right. I'm downstairs. Brian's Brian's my br- um my brother calling from upstairs. That's true. <laughs> this is true. This is not a lie. This is not a lie. A <laughs> thing that
0: all true people say. All non liars.
4: In order for you know, it to be true, you have to announce that it's not a lie. They put that in the constitution. That's
0: actually a thing that that people who are bad at lying will do. Is they'll preface their lies with truthy statements like, "If I'm going to be honest with you," or like to tell the truth.
1: Yeah, well I feel like I say that all the time.
4: <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I am the reincarnation of Christ.
1: Oh, wow, <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> he must not be lying
0: to us because he said so.
4: He said I'm not lying
0: to you. It's Aren't like you supposed that, to wait till Easter though?
4: That that terrible Ricky Gervais movie, The Invention of Lying, or whatever it's called. Have you ever seen that?
1: I have no, not, no. So.
4: It's a it's a very bad movie starring Ricky Gervais who is a man I don't like. Uh, <laughs> about a world where no one has ever thought to lie before until Vase thinks I can just say things that aren't true. So he like, goes mm. to the bank and is like, I have a million dollars in my bank account. And they're like, says here you have like 800. Must be wrong. Fix. <laughs> <And that> <laughs> <is> <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch it.
1: Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, you know what? I just said it. I just noticed that I said it. Mm-hmm. To be honest with so you. I was going to say. It's lie. To no, it's not. I promise <laughs> it's not. I was going to say that I think that Ricky Gervais movie sounds like a really good movie. That's interesting. Yeah, the problem is that Ricky Gervais is in it, and it's not good. Why do you not like Ricky Gervais? What is it about him? Is it because he's British? Uh, he's a transphobe. Oh, yeah, that, that I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah don't
4: it, This is a friendly podcast, so I won't get angry about Ricky Gervais. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, well, well I'm, I'm glad I know that now, yeah. for sure. Well, I'm just going
0: to – I am gonna I want to hone in a little bit on, on Giuliano saying, to be honest, because it makes me wonder – why did you feel the need to preface that statement? I don't think Brian or myself thought you were going to lie if you just said, that sounds like a good movie.
1: It's just a filler. It's just a, it's just a way for me to gather my thoughts now, before I say something. How often do you preface something by saying, Not to be dishonest? <laughs> I've never done that, no. I think I'm going to start adding that to my regular. It's It Do literally, you- in my eyes, it means nothing. It's like saying um or like. It's just a way for me to gather my thoughts before I say something.
0: Well, so when you say to be honest, nobody really like actually adds any value to that. You think right.
1: people would treat you differently
0: if
4: you start saying to be dishonest? Well, yeah, then, totally. No, you're lying. But course, what if yeah, you weren't lying.
0: lying?
1: What if you just preface your truth statements? To be dishonest, t- I'm telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so liar's of course that works for me. <laughs> so Brian, can you instead of saying "to be honest" or "to be dishonest," what's a good way for me to have some sort of filler before I say what I want to say? What's a good filler?
4: I almost I almost said a curse word. Uh, curse words? <laughs> just say so, curse words. Well, we can bleep you. Go ahead. I'm, no, I'm not going to. No. This okay. Is a family podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> what uh, what about um what about I, silence?
4: Are you familiar with the Nintendo 64 game Gex?
1: No, I am not.
4: Then this then the rest of this joke isn't going to land. There's an N, there's an N64 <laughs> like 3D platformer about a gecko named Gex with an N, Okay. not not CS like uh, Laura Letts and Dylan Brady's wonderful Hyperpop Act 100 Gex. Which is- yes, thank you. Thank you for Gex. that reference. Uh, and Gex is a gecko in like a tuxedo. He's like a James Bond lizard. And it's a real bad 3D platformer in the vein of like Conker's bad fur day or something. Uh, okay. But he can't... You, you know how in video games, sometimes the characters will just spout like... Uh, ambient dialogue they'll just quip right 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 gex constantly quips but all his quips are like of the form this reminds me of the time that insert weird story about being up at a party at a very specific period celebrity's celebrities house i have no examples because they're all meaningless
1: but if if you just look up like
4: gex compilation or something you'll find it
1: i'll find my conversation fillers that i need Okay. That your, your sounds
4: good. Fillers should be gex no, not gex quotes. Your fillers should just be uh, saying blatant
1: mistruths. This
4: reminds okay. me of the time. Do do cutaway gags in real life like a bad episode of Family Guy.
1: <laughs> so let me let me try this. Me, <laughs> thank you. Let me try it now, okay? All right. No. This reminds me of the time this reminds me of the time that I got my finger stuck stuck in a lampshade. Um And with that, Brian, we're going to take our next caller. Uh, Unfortunate. (laughs) Thanks for calling,
0: Brian.
4: It's also me. I have a queue of 99 (laughs) call requests set up
1: you got a lot of zoom accounts Jeez. well we, we look forward to hearing from you again within the next hour last
4: time and then you destroyed it in a dumpster accident <laughs> yeah, we did we sure did come back and talk about the intergalactic federation that Israel placed to be in contact with oh
1: god Okay oh my god uh, brian brian is like the baby station prophet just spouts <laughs> nonsense <laughs> for all the comments.
4: i was there at the beginning
1: no we don't yeah. want to cut you off again
0: we can. we just can have a clean goodbye
4: no all right start yelling now all okay, right go ahead go ahead i don't have the script for the terrence mckenna machine elves dmt hallucination thing pulled up so we can't do that so i'm gonna shoot right. myself out losers all, all right, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a guy Brian is the baby station prophet.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, let's, get our, let's get our next caller in here after that crazy call. I always like Brian's calls. For real. For real. Let's see. Connecting to audio. Welcome in. Welcome in. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> oh.
3: I'm Danny. I'm calling from my living room.
1: <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I see you have a nice little cat there.
3: I do. I have a mm. guest.
1: Nice uh-huh. seems like a little bit too kind of a word, but yeah,
3: <laughs> I would say, <laughs> <It'd be nice.
1: laughs> what are you calling in for today?
3: Okay. So have you seen the weird like MTV show where you get like revenge tattoos? So yes. one person picks the tattoo for the other.
1: Yes. Yes. What does the show call? Do you know? No. Okay. So it's uh, it's to explain since Nate doesn't know, it's just that you have a beef with somebody. And it's it's a show about squashing the beef, and the way that you squash the beef is by making somebody get a tattoo of your choice.
0: That seems a little intense to me. And think. it is,
1: and it of course violence and more anger ensues rather than squashing the beef, as always. It's 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 a it's a crazy show, but it's funny. It's really entertaining.
3: Yes. So, if you both were on that show, what tattoo would you pick for the other, and where would you put it?
1: Mm. Mm. Okay, I see. I see. This mm. is a good one. So, in a world where me and Nate have Had some pretty terrible beef, mm-hmm. um, what <coughs> tattoo would I give them? Well, I would say for you, Nate, I would, I would try and pick something that you would have to explain to everybody that you know what it is. Mm. So, I would, I you know, Felix the Cat. It's an old cartoon uh no i would put it's it's a cartoon of a cat and it's a it's a very um distinct looking cat with a big smile kind of like the cheshire cat from uh from alice in wonderland i would put that on either of your temples and then on your forehead i would just have um in in changing color from green to white to orange uh a cursive word that just says irish Across mm-hmm. your forehead. I like that. And um you would have to explain to everybody, including all your coworkers, that you have to zoom every day, why you have two cats on your temples and the word Irish across your forehead. Well, you only and, get Because you're not tattoo. Irish, right? Are you, you Irish? One... Yeah, I'm Irish. It's one tattoo. They're all connected. It's in the same spot. Oh, they're connected. Yeah. That's very convenient. <laughs> actually, actually, the Felix the cats are holding like two little sticks and it's like a sign that says Irish. Yeah. There okay. we go.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think... um what i would do is i would get a tattoo of my arm on your arm. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. So it it's almost indistinguishable from your arm, but it's actually a full sleeve going all the way up your arm. And people are like, "Oh, what's that? What's that tattoo?" And you're like, "It's an arm.
1: It's weird. it's weird that you have like little blonde hairs on one arm and and really not much of any on the other. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> What's going my on tattoo. there. <laughs> that's my tattoo. It's a constant. It's a constant reminder that you are in control of my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, because it's, your it's hand con- is doing everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, or maybe I put like some nice text on your arm that says like "I own you" or something like that.
1: Right. It says. It says um, signature here for package, and it's Nate's, it's Nate's <laughs> signature. <laughs> Um, Danny, if you had to give your worst enemy a tattoo, what would it be?
3: I don't even know who my worst enemy is, so I can't.
1: If you, even if you don't have a worst enemy, if you, if you, if you put yourself in the mindset where you have a beef with somebody that's that bad, mm-hmm. how would you make it? Um, how would you make it crazy?
3: I would take my cat Rupert into a tattoo shop. <laughs> I'd make them shave his arm a little bit. I see so that he could it could tattoo the skin and uh-huh. get a picture of my face <laughs>
1: uh, on on Rupert. <laughs> Cuz
3: he thinks he owns this house, but I do.
1: Exactly. So so there I have we go. To
3: show that I have to show that power <laughs> dynamic <laughs> with the tattoo.
1: For sure. <laughs> your your cat is a little bit violent, is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just
0: got to chat him up. Yeah, real shame if somebody accidentally cracked the door for too long, huh?
3: Right. I don't know who would do that. I don't know who would uh, leave the door open and <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> so I, I we do have a caller waiting, but I do want to say this. Nate and I were on a podcast um, called uh, th- Baby Station. No, no, it, it's the cat one. What is the, what is the cat podcast called? Oh, The Cat Lady? The Cat Lady. We were on a podcast called The Cat Lady, and um, we discussed our opinions of cats. And it, it's a really great episode. Um. Uh. And and you should check it out. Uh. You check out the Cat Lady podcast. It's really great. And uh, a, a lot of people have uh interesting opinions on cats, and ours are pretty strong. I'll will tell you that. Right. Right. So.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what those are. You know. I don't know those. Opinions. No. No. Mm.
1: All right. Well, that's thank bad. you for calling. Thanks for the thanks for the great uh, prompt. And we will see you soon.
3: Thanks. Nice to. Meet Bye. You
1: all. Nice to yeah. meet you too. Bye. Bye
0: big fan right there i guess
1: big fan all right am I, i'm admitting um our next caller here I <clears throat> welcome in welcome in hey 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 uh, what's your name where you calling from
5: you're muted by the way hey it's me dilbert from the comics what's up
1: welcome dilbert how are you like from the from the dilbert comic strips in like the chicago Times.
5: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: wow we got a famous caller here today guys
5: <laughs>
0: wow I'm a, I'm a big fan actually <laughs> welcome in dilbert
5: thanks it's, it's just me it's just me so what's
0: your favorite moment from the from the time you were on the comic strip
5: uh, there's this one time I went on my computer and I got I got a virus and my boss got real mad
1: um, and okay. uh, how did that end up for you did it end right there did was there any sort of development or was it just he said he was gonna fire
5: me I got a, a bit of verbal abuse but it, we we got it taken care of so
1: that's good to hear that's good to hear <laughs> that's classic so, Dilbert right there so <laughs> so what's your reason for calling today Dilbert
5: uh i don't know i don't know just trying to see what's up okay what's up with you guys i'm kind of bored work's getting kind of tight. so what's what's work for you these days i just did around <laughs> you
0: just did around
5: yeah diddle i just dilbert around and um <laughs> go on my computer and see what's up online you know it's, it's what i do yeah.
1: So, what was so, the most recent thing that you looked at online, Dilbert?
5: Oh, I started reading the news. Started reading the news online. You apparently don't have to get it in the papers anymore. You can just, no, right? Just go on the computer, and they have it. Yeah, and they have it for you.
0: Um. So, how, so you get paid okay. to do this? Yeah. Yeah. By whom?
5: The boss. Why? Why do they pay you to do that? It seems like you're not really. Generating profit, right? I'm that's what I've been trying to that's what I've been trying to figure out all these years, man. That's what I've been trying to figure out.
0: It really? Because it doesn't seem like you've been trying to figure that out. It seems like you've just been browsing the internet. No, you caught not you can
5: ca- <laughs>
6: I'll be honest. You caught me.
1: So So I'm I'm looking at Dilbert right now. He's got kind of like the um, the no hair yep. color on his head, but it's like um but it's like all it's all, like, curly, but you can't really see the hair. It's just, like, the comic strip. He's got the nice glasses. And a tie. So, always a tie. Always a tie. Yeah, he's kind of got, like, a cylind- cylindrical looking head. Um, so, Dilbert, interestingly enough, I've never seen you turn around. So can you do that for us right now?
5: Yeah. Huh.
0: That's crazy.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow it's weird on the back of Dilbert's head it's just it's just a tattoo of the glasses that were on the front of Dilbert's head.
5: They're pretty sweet right
1: so sometimes in the comic strips, are you turned around and doing something else while you're kind of acting for the comic
5: i'm not I'm just like kind of living they're just there's like a crew.
1: Wow, Dilbert talking to you is almost just as interesting as the Dilbert comic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now
0: here's a question. Are the cameras always rolling and they just uh they, they kind of edit yeah. the most interesting parts or do they, is there like a day where like oh we're shooting a couple strips today?
5: Well they don't tell they don't really tell me. They don't really oh. tell me. I just there's a crew and there's the boss and there's my computer right. just working day after day just trying to get just trying to get by, right?
0: Right. Again, it doesn't really seem like There's that much work going on (laughs) from what you've told us. Well,
5: I get paid, I get paid though, right? I get paid.
0: Yeah. I guess so. So,
5: so how does that work out then? Well, that's
0: what I've been trying to figure out.
5: I agree. I agree. This is the same reason. This is the same reason. What I've been trying to figure out for the comic for 35 whole years. (laughs) I've been trying to figure it out. I just don't understand why they pay me how did you get into the
0: comic business?
5: They just picked me up. They just said, Hey, we're looking for this new funny thing. We're just trying to be, we're just trying to be the next big thing. And I'm like, well, I I got just that. I'm real interesting. I work for this job.
1: You sound really interesting.
5: Thank you. Yeah. I have a lot of fun things to say. And then that
1: (laughs) just kind of (laughs) happened. I can't believe we got Dilbert from the comic to call in. Oh, so, yeah. like,
0: give me an example of one of the fun things you have to say.
5: Well, uh, I was out, outstra- I was outside walking my dog, and the next thing you know, a police officer came up and said, "Hey, I recognize you from the comic." I said, "Well, I get that a lot." <laughs> And then I, started, I kept walking the dog
1: somehow somehow we are getting a perfect <laughs> recreation of, of exactly how Dilbert comics go. <laughs> it's like it's like some sort of weird build up and like half of a payoff, and that's it. hey, okay, I don't appreciate you hating on Dilbert.
0: Dilbert is a funny comic well, yeah Dilbert is a funny comic. I
5: think I, think I try to make it pretty good I try to have some good moments.
0: So no. do you ever find yourself wanting to script your interactions a little more so that they're funnier?
5: It's just the
1: real me. It's just the real me. I don't script it. So <laughs> I am. So so here's the thing, Dilbert. I'm getting a little bit of a weird, like we're on the Zoom call right now, and I see your face and and Nate's face. And for some reason, I think if Nate just put on some glasses and tipped them down on his nose, he would look a lot like you.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I think I kind of see it. I think I it. maybe it wouldn't look quite like me, but I think I can see it.
0: Okay, I th- uh, what's it like just being so effortlessly funny and, and gregarious, you know? It's
5: great, people love me. I go to the bars sometimes, I bring my dog and my walkman and just see who's around. It's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. I feel good.
1: This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dilbert. Um, thanks for calling in. Uh, this this has been uh, fun.
5: You mean I keep I can stay, like
1: you know. No, you can't stay. No no no.
5: We got fine. another caller to get Wait, to, so it's know. fine. It's fine.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
5: It's fine that you can do anything right <laughs> now? You got Yeah, we got another caller we gotta oh, get to. Okay, okay. Well, I got a new comic coming out, so.
0: A new comment?
5: A comic. A new comic. So just check out your, check out your, uh, just check out the news. All right. All right. (laughs) Take it easy, Dil. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys.
0: All right. That's, that Uh, was uh, Dilbert from Dilbert the Comic Strip.
1: Thanks for, thanks Dilbert for calling in. We got a really high profile person. I think that's going to take our podcast to new heights there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. While we, uh, while we, since since we don't actually have a new caller, we're just yeah, trying to get Dilbert I, off the air. Uh, <laughs> I have an article if you want.
0: That'd be great. Let's do okay. it. Okay.
1: So since this uh, this episode is somewhat Christmas themed because it's coming out around Christmas time, um, this is from Blog T O. Parents upset after Santa takes bathroom break during a holiday lights festival.
0: Yeah, that that really would upset me.
1: It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, the Ontario family, uh, sorry, an Ontario family is frustrated and disappointed after saving up to attend the holiday night of Lights Festival in um, Canada, Vaughan, Canada,
2: mm-hmm.
1: only to miss mm-hmm. seeing Santa Claus because he was taking a leak. Michelle, a mother of uh, seven-year-old twins, uh, were beyond excited to see Santa at the Lights Festival. As you can imagine, the highlight of the show, right, for any child would be Santa at the end. Um, I'm assuming it's a parade of lights, and Santa comes in at the end of the lights parade. Um, but driving, it's. I guess it's also a drive through light show, so they were driving through as well. After driving through the light show and reaching what looked like the end without seeing Santa, Michelle, Michelle said that she asked a security card. Oh my gosh, I can't read. Michelle said that she asked a security guard if that was it, and they confirmed that they had completed it. And the kids were very, very hurt, and her children were extremely tearful about missing Santa. Wow. Well, um, I want to know how you feel about this.
0: Well, you know, I, th- I think it is pretty sad that, uh, they, you know, Santa has been hyped up so much to these children that it's you're just like a crushing moment to not meet Santa. I don't see what the big draw is, personally. An old guy who hops down everybody's chimney and brings presents? I mean, I don't know how dumb I had to have been as a kid to think that Santa's real. And I don't know if I ever really did. Because even, even as soon as you say that he goes to everybody's house, the logistics of that is nightmarishly impossible. He's magical. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but how does that work? I mean, even... If he gets down the
1: chimney, how long do you think it takes to get down the chimney? A couple super minutes? speed, dude. Super speed. The guy just hops down.
0: Okay. like So how fast is that? How long does that take?
1: Like, however short he wants. He's like the Flash, dude. He can run around the world in like two seconds. Not even. I don't know if that's true. He's got the sleigh. He runs at super speed. He flies at super speed.
0: Well, well Santa only uh, delivers during the nighttime,
1: right? Yeah. But it so doesn't that, matter. He's got well, he's got infinite super speed.
0: But since Santa delivers during the nighttime, that by definition he can't deliver to the whole world at once. Um, that's that's not true. Why why do you say that? Because only part of the world is in darkness at any given time.
1: Okay, that's that's true. That's true. But then he does like Australia in our nighttime, and then he does you know us in Australia's nighttime.
0: Right. So so even if even if he's doing the parts of the world that hit 12 p.m you know and at all the time um that's still a ton of houses to do in a a very short amount of time that's
1: 24 hours he's got 24 hours to have super speed and do the whole globe he's got it he's got it in the bag
0: it's not 24 hours it's much less than that if he if he has to do everybody at midnight
1: dude he doesn't who says santa's only comes in at midnight
0: I'm just saying, even the Flash could not go to billions of homes, and and bring presents with him. Because the Flash, well, the whole reason the Flash can be fast is because
1: he's unburdened and he has listen, the special man. suit. Sounds like you're a little bit of a Grinch here. A little bit. Of I'm a saying,
0: how are you going to get billions of presents around the world? Listen, man, it's it's Christmas time. Why don't you lighten up a little bit? Listen, listen. There's no physical way that you can get presents from the North Pole. Two billions of houses in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, the logistics of that are insane. And then for one person to do it? Come on,
1: get real. Okay, here's the thing. I understand that we need to humanize Santa a little bit. I get it. So with this bathroom break deal, let's say... That Santa might be using some family's bathrooms across the across the globe every every mm-hmm. Christmas. He has to mm-hmm. be, right? Christmas Eve mm-hmm. night, he's got a long drive, he's spending twenty four hours, twelve hours, however much we want to agree upon. You know, dropping off these presents, that's probably like four or five bathroom breaks. So four or five people wake up in the morning mm-hmm. with a dookie in their toilet. You don't think Santa flushes. No way. He's gotta leave it, right? <laughs> He, he leaves some crumbs of the cookies. He's like a lazy guy, right? If he leaves some well, crumbs of the cookies. that's completely different. You might be a lazy guy but still have some self-decency. No, no, no. You know that kind of person that leaves some scraps on their plate, leaves the crust on their, on okay, their peanut but butter and jelly sandwich. You know that they leave in their dookies in the toilet.
0: So not only is Santa lazy and a slob, he's also a
1: complete sleazeball not necessarily a ball. the guy's got to relieve himself right he has to. no no it
0: has nothing to do with him relieving himself but only balls leave their dookies in the toilet
1: okay listen he can run across the united states fly across the united states and all different countries in a in a matter of of a night that's disturbing. you think he's gonna waste time flushing a toilet that's not super speed no chance. But he's he's already
0: sitting on the toilet. As soon as he's done, he might as well just hit the handle the as guy, he's getting the, up. No, right? the guy poops what's,
1: in super speed. What? Well, what's stopping him from flushing the toilet in super speed? In in the amount of time that it took you to to ask that question, Santa could have already pooped five hundred times and and not flushed the toilet. No, but you but, add a flush in there. <laughs> he's, he's only pooping like like ten times. That it takes that much
0: time to whack the handle. That, yes so, of course it's, so you're it's telling like me all this, efficiency that's what he's this, about this theoretical man can go through millions and millions of
1: houses in a matter of hours but can't flush the toilet no chance the guy seems... the guy's gonna waste time touching that <laughs> handle some and sometimes you know it gets stuck sometimes you, so, you gotta wait until it's hissing too long so you got to press the handle again he's not so, gonna leave it like that why so why why the
0: hassle well it sounds like he doesn't wash his hands
1: either then. No, Santa, Santa does not wash his hands because Santa's that a takes slab. a lot of time. Santa's no, he's a not slab. a slob. You can't There's, call a guy who gives children presents around around the you, globe a slob. I absolutely can't. It is completely irresponsible
0: to not wash your hands. That's how diseases get spread. That's disgusting. Okay. I know that Santa the, is the main spreader of COVID-19 that if he's not flushing his hands and he's tracking his poo-poo everywhere.
1: He, he's definitely not going to be flushing his hands, which is what you just said. That would be awful. <laughs> he, well, that's, maybe that's how he washes them efficiently. He flushes he, and then sticks flushed. his hand in the tube. Get the water to wash over it. <laughs> Santa, Santa after, after taking a nice old dookie from all the, the cookies he's energized himself with throughout the night, poops. Dips his hands in the toilet while he's still sitting and flushes and then lets lets the water run over his hands. He's like, it's water. It's the same thing, right? It's the same thing. Okay. This Um, is good. We got another caller waiting in the room, so I'm going to admit them. All right. Okay. Nice. You just took a nice sip of your fluids right into the mic. Yeah, I love fluids. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Welcome in.
7: What's up? Um, it is Rod Blagojevich, and oh God. no way! I'm calling from prison.
0: From prison. <laughs> <laughs> dang, dang. We Blagojevich, got Blagojevich, former U.S. or former Illinois governor.
7: What can I say? I'm so corrupt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Dilbert to call in and now we got Rod Blagojevich we got two yeah, very on, high on profile superstars on the baby station podcast so um so Rod what do you what are you calling in for um do you have do you have anything to say any questions to ask
7: yeah I wanted to play a really quick game with you guys and it's called okay. hot or not
1: all right okay hot or not sure. sure I love it love to hear it
7: so first we got ASMR hot or not
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting.
7: Mm.
1: Uh, I would say
0: broadly speaking, I'm going to go not.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i going to say not broadly speaking, very specifically speaking. It's a not for me. There's something about ASMR that makes me cringe, makes me feel weird, mm-hmm. um, makes me feel interestingly enough, and I'm not kidding when I say this, and that, my friends, is not <laughs> Uh, prefacing a lie what i'm about to say as we've talked about in previous calls um i i would say that it makes me feel a little bit violated in a weird way (laughs) because it feels like like, (laughs) it feels like somebody is so close to my ear that it feels like somebody's there and i don't like that feeling i feel like that's that's not um you know that's not uncalled for to say that right like i i feel somewhat violated with somebody this close to my ear talking to me i don't like that um but but rod i want to hear what you have to say about it
7: well this is my game and both of you guys are wrong so
1: oh okay so uh, how rod, do you, you how do you feel about asmr rod well clearly you think it's hot <laughs> i
7: think i think the <laughs> asmr market is hot the <laughs> <ASMR> market. <laughs> and
0: that wasn't the
2: question <laughs> yeah
7: Rod I don't think Rod talking in third person, I don't think he likes that. So, moving on. Um, uh,
1: no, wait. I don't want to move on, if, if that's okay with you. I oh. I just want to know, when you're sitting in your prison cell and you get maybe your hour of phone time um, every day, what is it about ASMR and, like, what do you watch? What is How does it make you feel? I'm genuinely interested. <sighs>
7: Yeah, good question. I think for a lot of people, including myself, sometimes it's um, there's certain trigger noises, so to speak, that really elicit like a state of relaxation. And some of the more more common trigger noises or sets of noises are like typing or like whispering. So those are some Mm. of the more common um, triggers, I guess you could say
1: got it typing is is a trigger or whispering so like
0: like this for example
1: (laughs) would that be would that be one of your triggers rod
7: no not personally
1: (laughs) okay okay so is whispering one of your triggers is would that would you say that that's one of them
7: yeah i would say so
1: okay nate you want to try that out
7: I'm just going to whisper into my
0: microphone here. Uh, I'm just going to enunciate a lot of my sillapins,
1: my K's, uh, my my C's and my S's. Wonderful. Uh, Wonderful. Gonna, we're going to break Rod Dikoyevich out of prison today. Okay. <laughs> That's a great trigger word for for Rod. That makes him feel really calm. Now, Now, I want... Really good. Yeah. I was going to say, how does that make you feel?
7: That was like really good. I will say. <laughs>
1: Wow. Now 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 Rod Rod says that that's great and maybe Nate has a career in um in ASMR ahead of him. But in my opinion that makes me feel awful. That just makes me feel terrible hearing that.
7: Does it truly make you feel awful?
1: It makes me shudder a little bit. Yeah. Really? I awful. Dude, awful is a big word. I'm just over exaggerating a little bit, but it it does make me shudder. I don't like I don't like the noise of that. I don't like hearing like Like that, like from your mouth in the mic? That's disgusting to me.
7: That actually leads me perfectly into my next hot or not. Okay, go ahead. Mukbang, hot or not.
1: Wonderful. Now, Rod, on on your hour of of (laughs) phone time every day, do you also watch some mukbangs?
7: No.
0: Now, I I think we should clarify for some of our listeners who might not know what mukbangs are, because that's a little bit more of an eclectic internet term. Sure, sure go ahead Uh, rod Rod. do you want to clarify yeah
7: yeah i can go for it so essentially i think of it as just like people that eat in large quantities and broadcast themselves doing so so sometimes you'll see like a huge huge plate of noodles or something like that
1: right right (laughs) and and that would you say that that would be somewhat comforting to some people as well
7: I would assume so. I don't, I think it's more of an entertainment factor, maybe. Um, okay. But I do know that there is some crossover in the ASMR and mukbang spaces.
1: Got it. Okay. Now, Nate, what, how do you feel about this?
0: Well, uh, you know, I personally get no pleasure watching somebody stuff their face <laughs> with food. Um, there, there comes a point when anybody doing mukbangs uh, just is like oh, oh this is too much right yeah. you know it and it's like i kind of- was well, like why am i watching this like what's the point of this like i back in the day i used to watch like some of the og mukbangers like uh, the la beast and matt stony and and they're still around doing their thing but the it comes to a point where you're like these guys are just making themselves puke and like feel horrible what what is the point of this? I don't know. I, I don't get any sort of sick satisfaction out of it. I don't know why people would get sick satisfaction out of it. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I'm I would say I'm also on the not side, but however, I understand this one a little bit more than the than the ASMR one for sure. There's there's what? something about the like I don't I don't get like repulsed by seeing it. And I do understand the entertainment factor for this one because You're following somewhat of a narrative, right? Like, can this person down all that food and, like, actually eat it all? But with the ASMR one, it's like, you're just somebody whispering in your ear? Like, come on. I don't get that.
0: (laughs) I I don't understand what the internet's desire is to, like, these challenges of, like, how close to seriously harming themselves can people get? Like, it's the same thing of, like, if people were, like, today we're doing the fall eight feet out of a tree challenge and see if I can not
1: get injured. It's like... Okay, that's good entertainment in my eyes. <laughs> it's like, can they do it? That's the narrative, right? Like, I'm not kidding. That's that's great entertainment.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's, uh, it's,
1: like... it, it's yeah, I, I understand it. I don't like go, I don't seek out these things, but I do think it's entertaining. Um, now, Rod, I want to hear what your thoughts are on mukbangs.
7: I think it's entertaining. However, it's not something that I particularly think is amazing and something that I spend myself spend my time doing especially since my time is so limited in prison I need a um
0: <laughs> now is your is your time more limited in prison because it feels like that's not what I hear yeah it feels like you probably have a seriously decreased set of responsibilities in prison right
7: yeah yeah you know I mean, prison like, life be like yeah
0: like, what could you possibly be doing with all your time?
7: Uh, uh, I actually can't divulge that information at this moment <laughs> in time. Oh,
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I you know, am
7: interested, I will say, before I, I hop off, I will say that I'm really interested to peer into the lives of those that make mukbang videos. Like, how do they prepare yeah. for those types of videos? Are they fasting like what are they doing so that they can eat in such large quantities right
1: right
0: yeah. right well I, maybe they're I, doing nothing
1: you don't think they're like not eating for like hours beforehand i think that that's oh. they're probably not right i don't know i know like if you just oh, if
0: you if you regularly eat uh, more food than you normally do your stomach does like expand um and that's why like if you if you start eating less than you normally do, it takes a while for your stomach to like feel like that's normal again. Yeah. Like your stomach has to like shrink again. So I imagine if you're mukbanging a lot, your stomach is probably like you know, it's like a balloon. So maybe you have just an increased capacity for that
1: stuff. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Or so maybe I'm think- completely off the a mark. lot. Yeah, you know.
7: All
0: right, thanks
7: guys for all right for participating, hot yeah, ca- or not.
0: Thanks for calling in,
1: Rod. We'll see you soon. All right, but- actually, we won't. See, we won't see you soon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <okay>. but, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, say. we'll see you in a long time. But peace out.
7: Okay,
1: bye. Bye. Okay, I don't think I'm done with this Saint Nick conversation that we were having before.
0: No, I mean, I'm definitely not done with it.
1: Okay, so listen up here. All right. If you're such a Saint Nick cynic. What is it that you're going to tell your children um, when they're growing up? Um,
0: that's a great question. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really see value in the Santa In just myth.
1: ruining your child's innocence
0: as they grow up? Well, yeah, like, what's the point? Like, okay, I tell them, I tell them about Santa. I say, there's a, there's a nice old man who brings you presents. And then I, you know, I lie to them until a certain point when I say, Santa's not real. And I really hope that my kids would be critical thinkers, you know, and say, well, why did you tell me that earlier in my life? And I think I would say, I don't know. You know, like, what value does it bring my kids?
1: It gives them like stars in their eyes when Christmas comes and they're excited for Santa. I was so excited about Santa when I was younger.
0: I think it'd be more fun to be like, uh, you know, Christmas time is when you get gifts for everybody, you know, in your family uh, and, and, you know, who's important to you. And, th- you know, that's how you show the people around you that you care about them as you get them gifts.
1: I, I don't know. I um, I disagree only because I think when kids are young, a lot of a lot of pleasures that kids take and maybe you would agree are in the imaginary Mm. Of course, things aren't real, right? Like you're gonna play with your toys, and you're gonna like make narratives surrounding your toys that aren't real. But it's it's almost like they're real because you're a child and they're imaginary things. So why not play? It's like play. It's like playing with your kids. It's like playing pretend. I don't think it's lying. I think that it's it's um it's just like a fun thing to do with your kids when they're younger. And then once they get old enough, you say. This Santa is not real. However, we did it to have like fun when you were younger. And if you say it warmly, I don't think they're going to be like, you lied to me all these years.
0: <laughs> well, let's get one thing straight. It is lying.
1: I disagree. For better or for, it's not For lying.
0: better or for worse. So so let's just get this straight. You tell your kids Santa's real.
1: It's like it's... It, yeah? I don't think it's lying. It's not lying.
0: How, how do you define lying?
1: So would you, I'll tell you this. If you... If you were playing with your kid, playing dolls with whoever, playing playing with action figures, playing with army men, and mm-hmm. you and you say like, "Oh, this army man's gonna go run over and knock over like the enemies," whatever,
7: mm-hmm.
1: is that lying to you? Or or if you if no you, if because
0: because we're clearly we're we're holding toys, we're we're clearly just make believe, dude. You know? It's it's the same. It's that the same that thing. Would, no, it's it's different though. It's different because. Like in the same realm that like Dungeons and Dragons isn't lying when I'm like, and my character casts fireball, you know, because that's like we're clearly just role playing. And that's the same thing if you have, you know, little green army men that you're playing with. The difference with Santa is that uh, a lot of I'm not saying I would or you are, but a lot of parents are tell that tell their kids that this is reality. You know, there's no distinction from reality with Santa. That's the lie.
1: I think that kids are young enough to not have that distinction of reality with their toys either no i mean
0: no i I disagree because any kids at any age like do not seriously think that their toys are real like i had i had names for all my stuffed animals and the couple webkins i had you know and i i had like these matchbox cars and i gave them all names and i drove them around like this little like carpet i had and i had names for all of them but at the end of the day I knew that they were just cars.
1: And you're claiming that you knew the same about Santa, that you knew that Santa wasn't real.
0: My well, what's parents, the difference? Well, be, well, my parents were the exception because they didn't try to convince me that Santa was real.
1: I wouldn't say my parents tried to convince me either. They just said it was and it was like a fun thing.
0: Right. So tell me how that's not a lie.
1: Because it's like it's like playing. It's like imagining. It's like the magic, quote unquote, of Christmas.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's like. Oh, um, go ahead. Well, very rarely, though, when we're just playing with kids, do we do we do things that like try to make the lie seem real? Like you know, there are parents. I, I it seems like our parents did a reasonable thing, but there are parents who who legitimately won't tell their kids until they're like eight or nine that Santa's not real, and these kids grow up thinking that Santa's a real person.
1: Okay, I hear that. Totally hear that. And I understand that. Have you have you seen Polar Express?
0: Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. So I don't, the, the, really, I don't the, really
1: know. The story of Polar Express is that there's a kid who doesn't believe in Santa. Um, and it plays upon that, right? That he's not a believer, quote unquote right, believer. right, right, right. And since he doesn't believe, he doesn't hear when a bell rings. Like when Christmas bells ring, he can't hear them. It's like part of the magic in the story.
0: Oh, no, anything but that.
1: Okay, why well, you gotta be a jerk about it, man?
0: And if I was that kid, I'd be like, "Sweet, less annoyances."
1: No, no, he's he's. If you if you really look deep into the into the story, it's <laughs> as you've done. I have not, but if, if you look somewhat deep, if you look beneath surface level, it's a story about imagination, and it's a story about um, believing for, quote-unquote, the right reasons, right? He's not just believing in Santa because he's believing in the lie. It's about staying like a child. And he's growing yeah. up, and he's losing his innocence as a person, and and he's being more cynical. And the the I think one of the main things about being a child is being innocent. And um, I don't think it's a lie. I think it's preserving whatever innocence that your child has and allowing them to find some sort of magic or spirit in in whatever is fake or a lie. Even if it is a lie. I don't think it's a bad lie. I don't think it's harmful.
0: I I don't think it's harmful either. Um
1: I think it's I, actually helpful.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because you like sometimes you motivate kids to be good. Like if you're not good, Santa won't give you presents.
1: That's a practical thing, but but it's 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 more about um having children believe in the magic or the beauty of life even though it might not be completely real like the thought behind believing in santa is that maybe there's good in the world or that um like somebody bringing you presents is a good thing right it's something exciting it's something to get excited about life about if you're someone who i guess follows the christian christmas belief but
0: well and many people who celebrate christmas don't even adhere to any religious faith
1: exactly yeah
0: well and i i guess my issue is that i this is just personally i don't i want my kids to like to feel those ways but because of of practical reasons like i want my kids to find value in life and quote-unquote magic in the world because of true things that exist about the world you know like i think like nature is very beautiful and there's a lot of magic to be found in nature. And that's a very practical thing that I think, you know, we can we can find a lot of beauty and hope and magic in. Um, and so, you know, I would rather my kids do that through practical means that they can sustain into adulthood and, that, you know, become very useful, you know, foundations of their worldview rather than, you know, myths and legends um, as, as sources of, of magic because very quickly when they grow up and start thinking for themselves that magic is going to very quickly fade away
1: I hear that and I think that's practical um, but when I was a kid whenever I would see nature it was just like nice I can pick some grass out of the ground I can see some trees you think a kid's going to understand the beauty of nature as like a no. kid
0: realistically no but I would like to you know uh, optimistically think that you know, I could I could parent my kids differently than the masses.
1: Mm-hmm. The only the only use that nature had for me when I was a little kid was that I could pick out a blade of grass and put it between my thumbs and make a duck noise by blowing into my thumbs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I playing kick the can. That's it.
0: Oh, kick the can was my bread and butter. Yeah, I always. Yes. I actually had a rather negative view of nature growing up because my parents always wanted to go to this this forest preserve by our house that was just like a long gravel path winding through some prairie right. and it was just so boring. Like right, I'd, yeah. I'd been there a million times. It was just flat land. So I was like, this is stupid. But I think if I had, if I had been raised where like nature was like more important and we like visited a lot of different places and I, I don't know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just, I, and I'm not sure if that would even work. Cause like you said, kids don't really care for that kind of stuff.
1: Hard, hard question until you understand, right? If you when you're a parent. Yeah,
0: I guess at the end of the day, I just want my kids to be like critical thinkers and you know real analysts. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. How realistic sounds like that you're gonna is. have
1: really nice kids, really fun kids.
0: Yeah, I no, think I'm so. Just
1: kidding, bro, I'm kidding.
0: I think they will. I think I think critical thinking is a key skill to develop self awareness, which generates empathy and compassion. And
1: as soon as I, as soon as my kid comes out of the womb. I'm going to scream in my kid's face. Santa's not real! <laughs> and then they'll know. They'll never I, forget. I, I,
0: my, my kid, like, like, pulls something off the table that causes no dish to crash. I'm like, how did you not see that coming? Yeah, How did you not see the plate there? You knew what would happen if you would do this. Think Be a about critical things.
1: thinker! Be a critical Come thinker! On. <laughs>
0: He's like, Dad, why are you angry at me? I'm not angry at you. It's more nuanced
1: than that. Come on, think about things. (laughs) (laughs) There's no black and white. Come on. It's a gray area. I don't even know what black and white is yet, Dad. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: Realistically, I'm going to have way too high of expectations for my kids.
1: Yeah, same. I hear that. let's let my kids play with legos or whatever they want to play with and i'll I'll leave i'll leave them be you
0: know i was talking to a friend recently who who has young very young kids and like under four and they were saying like how rough it is having kids that young and i was like hey you know only a decade until you have like a functioning human (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: yeah it's kind
0: of kind of
1: terrifying right I think you're mo- you're functioning when you're about six.
0: I mean, I, yeah. I mean, like you can operate relatively right. independently. Right. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be a- weird for parents to like interact with their adult kids.
1: I know, right? Yeah, my mom still treats me like a baby, though.
0: Ah, <laughs> that's so sad.
1: Not sad. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's like, it's I, mean, like I think what a lot of moms do, but.
0: You probably just like get you, you do that for so long that right. it probably is hard to grow out of that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. Um, we're getting a little too deep for me. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. This is funny. All right. I got a I got a good article we could talk about here. Uh, this is from WSFA twelve, Wasafa. Is that uh, San Francisco, gotta be right. Well, um, oh, I'm about to sneeze. <sighs> Let it out,
1: baby. Let I'm out trying. the sneeze. I'm trying. Oh, it went away. Oh, I hate that. Worst feeling. Look Woo! up at the ceiling. Look up at the ceiling. It'll help you.
0: Oh yeah. You know my sisters used to mess with me when I was younger, and they told me that if you ever have to sneeze but you can't get it to sneeze, you look up at the ceiling and say cucumber.
1: I've had that before, yeah, but that's not and the, true.
0: The look up at the ceiling part's kind of helpful, but <laughs> they really got me with the same cucumber part. All the time, I'd be around the house or like sitting at the dinner table, and I'd look up and see, and go,
1: cucumber. <laughs> I, I had the same thing, but I think the word that I was taught was watermelon or maybe avocado. <laughs> that's
0: so stupid. That's just something just think, siblings teach us. I think that's stupid, yeah. All right, so with Sapphic 12 says this. Thief Steals Salvation Army Donation Kettle, poses as volunteer to collect money.
1: Sorry, listen man, I was spacing out. Can you read that again?
0: Uh, ask me to do an article and then just don't even pay attention. That's
1: I know, I was spacing out. I was looking at, I was looking at the screen and I wasn't paying attention. Say something that's going to make it seem like we actually need to cut there. Cut here. Cut here, <laughs> Nate. I'm am telling you, cut here right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you really think I'm going to be
1: listening through that thing? Oh, yeah, we can leave that. In. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just making sure. I think it's <laughs> all right.
0: <clears throat> so this this is from Wasaf at twelve, and the, the headline says: Thief steals Salvation Army donation kettle, poses as volunteer to collect money. Now, this is that. That's just despicable in my mind. But uh, you know. I'm not even gonna read the article because it literally is exactly what you think it's it too is. long the headline the headline is is so sufficient here because that's exactly what happened but here here's my thought here this guy is the dumbest thief in the world because let's be honest there ain't no money in those donation kettles there's nothing
1: so I'm gonna be honest with you here and I just did it again said it we just edited it out because i wasn't paying attention and i wasn't thinking payi- i wasn't <laughs> paying attention again and i I don't oh know what you my. said for the article <laughs> are you kidding me right now i'm not i'm not i zoned what, what you, out What what is happening over there i just didn't hear what you said you said something about a tea kettle and i wasn't paying attention And, and I was trying so hard to understand what you were saying So that I wouldn't have to ask you to repeat it again And I couldn't understand I was like what is he talking about Something about tea kettles and a guy stealing what? something Was it
0: I I am Flabbergasted
1: I, I wasn't listening I'm sorry <laughs> I was thinking about what we were talking about earlier <laughs> And I wasn't paying attention Just say the article again And I promise I'll listen
0: I'll say it again So the headline reads as follows Thief Steals Salvation Army Donation Kettle Poses as volunteer to collect money
1: All right, I got it I got (laughs) it (laughs)
0: Okay Jeez So all I was going to say is that this thief seems like a real dumbotron Because there's Let's be honest Nobody ever puts any money in those kettles
1: no, yeah, I mean, and if there is, it's like change, it's like change after you went yeah. and bought something. So how I, I much mean, do you think this guy's making out of those kettle, <laughs> those kettles? 20 bucks? Somebody,
0: put, somebody puts a five in and he just grabs it and runs away. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got him. So what if he really needs it, right? Like, isn't that what Salvation Army's for?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not, I, well, first off, I'm not exactly sure what Salvation Army does, uh, but uh, I think so.
1: To be honest is with it, you, I I don't I don't know either. I think it is has it, to do with it's just a big charity, right?
0: Isn't Salvation Army the one that does like the gift boxes for people?
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's one of them. Salvation Army is like just one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest. It's a it's a Christian organization that is just, um, you know that's that celebrates soldiers, officers, um. People known as the Salvationists, they just do a lot of service work, right? They give, um, they're Christian based. So I'm assuming that they support other Christian organizations that do service work. Um, well, but yeah, I that's see, interesting I'm, that not, I'm probably reading, not a lot of people know.
0: Yeah. I'm reading their website. Uh, apparently they have, they operate a homeless shelter in Chicago. Um, they serve a million meals annually through Chicago and the suburbs, uh, they work to help get or to fight against sex and labor trafficking. Yeah, so. I see here.
1: I got a list. They um, they have disa- They they support disaster relief, um, homeless shelters, alcohol and drug drug rehab, um, the LGBTQ plus community, uh, food pantry, spiritual healing, job training. <laughs> Sounds like a. What are you laughing at?
0: Sorry, spiritual healing just sounded like a shaman walking around in a circle.
1: <laughs> well, i I think that uh, I think that it's a good organization, and uh,
0: uh, I don't know. I I'm hesitant to to levy any praise because I sure. I have read Makes some sense. pretty critical articles about the Salvation Army. Um, it's the thought that counts. Come on at at face value, it seems like they have good intentions, but. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I remember reading some pretty bad things about the Salve Army. All that to say, that's not the point here. Point here is, what in the world is this guy thinking? Not only stealing the kettle, but then posing as the the guy shaking the bell to get money. Yeah. I mean, this is this is pretty sad, honestly.
1: I agree. I feel like the only person who would do that sort of thing and go to that length that length is someone who might really need the money and be desperate. Yeah. So in that sense, I think yeah. that Salvation Army is doing its job. <laughs> right? They're providing him the bell, the kettles. He's got he's got the logo on him. He's getting the money he needs.
0: Yeah. So maybe they should just put like a sign on all their, their bells that says, you need it, you take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I – I mean really what – it's not going through the organization that might be, as we've already said – a little bit um, corrupt, one might say. Yeah, and it's going straight yeah. into the hands of someone who needs it. It's maybe unethical, but who's the who are we to say what's ethical and what's not ethical?
0: That's a great point. And you know, charities are notoriously corrupt. Yeah. Um, so, what better way to get cash directly from donors into the hands of people who need it?
1: Mm-hmm. There's not there's not many good things left in this world. Seems like even charity organizations are yeah and it seems like you know even you want to ruin your kids innocence by telling them santa's not real okay great sounds great okay
0: i also i forgot to say this during the santa conversation i'm not so sure that innocence is to be valued why not well you know innocence is bliss i get that but i think so what the,
1: the saying is ignorance is bliss
0: yeah you're right it's not innocence uh thank you but uh Sounds
1: like you're living in some bliss right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I said, I said innocence is bliss with such confidence, right? I was blissfully unaware. Exactly. Um, no, but I mean, like, I guess I'm asking why, why are you putting value on innocence? Because to me, um, once you know about things is when you're able to, you know, critically think and and, and make decisions and connections. And uh, what's the value in innocence?
1: Uh, I think there's value that you can just enjoy your life happily rather than knowing that there's corruption in the world or bad things,
0: yeah, but that's not also you're not really living in the world then you're you're kind of living your life in a fantasy realm disconnected from the world.
1: It's good when you're a kid. I think once you become an adult and more capable of like making change or um doing your part to make the world better. I think a kid is is not necessarily the type of person who would do that or be able to do that mm-hmm. unless you're like Greta Thunberg or something.
0: Well, and I think I think part of it too is that kids just like don't have the capacity to understand more complex issues. You know, as they're younger, so like
1: you I might I as think, well just keep them in the innocence is what I say. Well,
0: what I'm saying is I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to try to keep them in the innocence. I Why want not? my kids to grow out of the innocence quickly.
1: And then just make them jaded for their whole life. I see what you're no. saying.
0: <laughs> no, they don't need. They don't need to be jaded. That's not. That's not necessary.
1: You can. You jerks. can be.
0: No. no. <laughs> I like. I like that you're setting up this idea <laughs> that anybody who who likes critical thinking and analysis is jerk. a jaded
1: jerk. Yeah, that's what I think. Think about our professors, man. No, I'm so just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love my professors.
0: It seems like you're grouping yourself into this this group of non-critical thinkers because obviously you wouldn't call yourself a jerk.
1: I'm a critical thinker, but I also had innocence when I was a kid, so I have the balance.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't have innocence as a kid?
1: Yeah, that's what makes you a jerk. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. I, also, I didn't say that I don't want my kids to have any innocence. I just said I want them to grow out of it quickly.
1: Hmm. So you do see value in innocence?
0: No, I'm I'm not sure I do. Then but why I would
1: you why would you not want them to have it? Why why did you say that you want them to have it at least a little? Bit? I don't
0: want I don't want them to have it, but I think it's a natural part of childhood.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I would be interested to hear what our listeners think about this because I would be very surprised to hear if anybody's on your side. And I'm being serious. <laughs> well, I. I
0: I I don't really have anything against innocence. I just am not sure there's value in it, and I don't think you've made a strong case for why there's value. The value is like I can I can you know forget about the troubles of the world, or I can not be aware of the troubles of the world.
1: I did I did make a case when when we were talking about Santa. It's it's about having hope and, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. love for other people and learning that at a young age. I think that those yeah. are the most innocent things. And f- thinking at a young age that love is not corrupt, so you can learn to love and not be corrupt. Or have yeah. an imagination that's not corrupted. I yeah, think that but that's I think really it's, valuable.
0: I think it's more valuable to learn those things in spite of the badness and the evil in the world. Because, if, you know, anybody can be happy in a world with no evil. But it's harder to be happy right. in a world that sucks. And, you know, I want my kids to be happy in spite of the suckiness, not because they think there is no
1: suckiness. But as we've already established, it's hard for kids to see the gray area like things are either corrupt or really great and i would Mm -hmm. rather them think that things are really great at a young age rather than telling them about the corrupt things that happen and having that kind of infect their mind uh to the point where they are are not able to see the, the goodness in the world i think that if we if we didn't have at least some innocence as kids we would have much of a less much less of a sense of humor and ability to make the show fun and happy. Yeah. I I, don't I know totally about believe that. that. I, I believe don't know that. About that.
0: I uh I'm not sure how, that innocence has any sort of factor in that because like I think much I, I attribute what you're talking about to just like my general disposition. Which I would I would attribute most of my positive qualities to all the negative things that have happened to me in my life.
1: Say that again, your positive qualities. were...
0: I would attribute like most of the positive things about myself. I would say those come as a result of all the negative things that have happened to me.
1: I don't agree. Like I, I think hear what people have to think about this.
0: Yeah, because like I, I think I have, I think I've like grown as a person because of the challenges that I've
1: overcome. You know. Right. Right.
0: So uh, this is an, another reason why innocence is not necessarily beneficial because. Uh When you have challenges and when you have things that you know stand in your way or or make you uncomfortable, that's when you have an opportunity to grow as a person so with with innocence comes uh stagnation
1: let 's talk about this with our next caller all right uh and this being said this the callers that have called in this week and we can cut this out have been in the exact same order and the exact same callers <laughs> as last week
0: hey, what's up? Where are you calling from?
6: Hi, I'm not in my permanent residence. My name is Mike and I'm calling from a couch that's not mine.
0: Oh, whose couch is it?
6: That can't be disclosed. It's it's my brother's couch, actually. That <laughs> <Okay. laughs> discloses it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, Welcome. Speaking of things I can't disclose, I, I have a question, but I can't disclose who I got the question from. Unless you really uh, okay. don't know. I don't care. Um, Uh, the question I have is, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are wondering, how do you, um, grow facial hair? Jules, you want to take this one?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. How do I grow facial hair? Like, how does it come off a little better at this than some others? Like, are you asking how can I grow facial hair as in like, how do I grow it? Like I need to grow it or how do I personally grow facial hair?
6: Generally speaking, not you personally, Juliana.
1: Okay. Cause me personally, I grow a backwards beard. It just goes down from my sideburn and goes towards my neck, and it's ridiculous. But um how do you grow facial hair? Uh great question. I'm a baldy, I have no clue. <laughs> Next question. Or Nate, if you want to take it. Jeez. I don't know how to grow a beard. I've never had a beard in my life. I wish I did. I wish I looked that cool, but then I don't have the genes for it. I'm like a, I'm like one of the world's only bald Italians. I'm not bald on my head. I'm just maybe bald you just on my haven't, face.
0: Maybe you just haven't hit puberty yet.
1: Yeah, maybe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. That would make my life a lot easier. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to worry about it. I could just wait. I'm sure I'll be able to grow it at an older age, hopefully. But I think right that's now, pretty it's just, normal. I just can't. Well,
0: so what they don't tell you is it's all about the diet. What you eat strongly influences your facial hair. I'll give you some examples here. Um, leeks. Leeks are known to increase the amount of facial hair you have, um, and that's why every morning I I blend four cups of leeks into my morning smoothies, and that gives me the the uh, the alpha and beta minerals that I need to to generate the facial hair.
6: Because carrot.
0: Well, because keratin has a lot, of, uh, a lot of oil in it. And so you need, you need oils like fish oils um, in order to, to get facial hair.
6: I was thinking like a conference with my dad would do because he has a little bit more facial hair than I do. And I wanted to see if he can give me some advice because he didn't do it genetically. So I need the, the nature versus nurture argument. I got to do a little more uh, nurture.
0: Now, this, this is a great segue into something me and Juliana were talking about. And we'd love to get your opinion on this uh where do you stand on parents telling their kids about santa what do do you think is
1: uh yeah really great segue by the way
0: what do you think is a
6: good
1: approach (laughs) well i I mean i'm i told you earlier
6: i'm on the couch so i don't know where i stand on this but i can tell you my opinion
1: nice dude nice one dude that was so funny (laughs) go ahead tell us you are a comedic uh... legend
6: I just finished watching the Polar Express yesterday.
1: Dude, I was just talking about this. And
6: I saw at the beginning of the movie, the kid was like petrified when the parent even insinuated that Santa um, was not existent. And so where do I stand? I don't know. You just got to let it ride, I think. If the kid, if the kids bought into Santa, you, you, you let them... Go until they can't go anymore. Well, isn't,
0: isn't there only one way that a kid gets bought into Santa, and isn't that the parent telling them about it?
6: No, I mean, I, I could ask my brother to pretend to be Santa Claus and then like the kids see him at midnight and then he go back in the chimney. Um, that, that would be a way <laughs> I could <laughs> insinuate. A child so,
1: well, in okay, Santa well, Claus.
0: what I'm asking is, would you want to do that as a hypothetical parent? <sighs>
1: I think Nate's leading a little I'm bit. The
6: grade level of the child, I guess. If they're in seventh grade, I would say no. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so so, Mike. Here's here's the. I'm going to try and present this in the most unbiased way as I can. Nate thinks that it's it's like lying to your children if you say that Santa's real, and that's not necessarily a good, good thing, thing in his eyes. That you shouldn't lie to your kids. You should teach them to be critical thinkers even at a young age. I say that it's it's more of like a an imagination thing like you're you're helping your child to be more imaginative to to be playful and to 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 have to see magic in the world and and just be innocent as long as they can so hearing that i guess where do you stand
6: i the first presentation i ever did in college was on a excerpt from a book titled this i believe and it was titled. The excerpt was telling the whole truth, and it had this exact argument was brought up in our presentation. Um, do you just tell the kids right away? And I say, they're, they're, if my kid's going to be the one going to school saying Santa ain't real to the other third graders, I don't want that kid. So I'm, I'm I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I shouldn't say I don't want the kid. <laughs> I don't want that kid. I'm giving
0: away. If my kid is gonna do that, that she's gonna become the next
1: Beth Harmon. <laughs> what is Beth Harmon? I don't even know what that is.
0: Beth Harmon's the from the Queen's Gambit. She's oh, a I orphan. See. She's an orphan.
1: Oh, I, I road if a child
6: didn't like me because I did not let them celebrate Santa Claus like all these other kids did. I couldn't live with myself.
0: Well, let me just say this. I I I respect that, Mike. I'm not proposing that that you say to your kid or I say to my kid, there is no Santa. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Santa. There is no Santa. That's not what I'm proposing. I'm proposing like uh, that I present Santa to my kid as like a myth, like you would share like a Greek mythology and stuff like that. Like this is the story this is the story of Santa. This is like it's like a fun thing. It's part of culture. It's part of society. Santa's everywhere. You know, so it's not real, but it isn't, but it is like an important part of culture. Yeah.
1: And here's what your kid's gonna say to that. Uh-huh. 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 They're not going to understand what you're saying. They don't know what culture is. They don't know what society is. They're not going to know. And then they're going to go to their school and say, Daddy, told me Santa's not real. What's up, okay. guys?
0: But but what's the problem with that?
1: Da- your kid is ruining it for everybody else.
0: It's not ruining it. The truth is not ruining anything. Do you really believe that? Yeah, I, I believe that the, the truth is like 99% of the time
6: the best. Really. Um, I, I, think about, um, I think introducing Santa to a child would be a great way to introduce them to how to grow successful facial hair.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. No, 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 no. I just feed them leeks.
1: You feed your your kid leeks from a young age and then they grow a beard when they're five.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Walk into school looking like Duck Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's up, guys?
1: Mike, we really need some sort of mediation here because I don't think me and Nate are finding any middle ground. So what do you think?
6: I I think I, I divert to the... Well, let me just ask Santa Claus himself. I have Santa Claus here right next to me, okay? You can only hear his voice, though. Am I, am I joining you? Santa, yes, please. Well, ho, ho, ho. Uh, you know, if, if we're telling our kids about religion, then isn't that the same as if we're telling them about Santa Claus? And let's leave it at that.
0: Well, let's, you know... I would say, what if we're not telling our kids about religion? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. Maybe this is getting a little too deep for me now.
6: The, the 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 guy that, when I lived with him, went to church every single Sunday for work.
0: That's a legend. All right.
1: That's, kids about religion. That,
0: that's a legend. Okay. <laughs> There's no proof.
1: So... So we've had an appearance from Dilbert, we've had an appearance from Rod Blagojevich, and now we've had an appearance from Santa. And we still have not gotten any sort of mediation from Mike. Mike, give us an opinion. What side are you going to be on here?
0: Didn't Mike give an opinion? He said he wanted to tell his kid about Santa so that they didn't ruin it it? for the other third graders. I want
1: to make that clear. Tell your kids about Santa. Okay. In a a healthy way.
6: You know, I one time appeared as Santa Claus uh, to an elementary school. And the kids were 100% bought in that I was Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, right? Well, it's fun. It's a fun a thing. So,
6: so if a kid came up to me saying, you're not Santa Claus, I, I probably would have felt a little sad. Dude, imagine. I would a worse. And you telling your kid to not believe in Santa makes other people's days worse.
1: Right. Imagine if your kid is at that gathering at a school and they have Santa up here. Mm-hmm. Your kid's going to sit on the sidelines and have a horrible time seeing everybody else have fun.
0: No, he'll have fun.
1: How can you say that? How can you get emotions in
0: in the same way if that, you know, if, if my kid is, is like seeing another character from any other fictional story, you know, like it's fun in the same way. Like we go see a play where there are fictional people.
1: Santa's on a different level than like a Disneyland mascot. It's like, yeah,
0: maybe to stupid kids.
1: Oh God. Okay. I think the conversation is over. Mike, uh, i
0: will say that's a very immature way to end a conversation to say i think the conversation's over
1: i think it is because we're not finding any middle ground
0: no but i'm enjoying i'm enjoying arguing about it
1: no i don't like that i think we need to find some middle ground <laughs> do you
6: want like uh me to say aside so it's two to one and the other person's wrong are you trying to get me to help you to come to an agreement because it doesn't sound like- no well, i'm I, not I, i'm
0: not looking to come to an
1: agreement i'm to be honest i'm not either but I I do I do think that it's good to hear somebody else that's on my side. Something I right
0: just here. it's nice for me to know that my kid is gonna beat up your kid.
1: Okay.
6: Okay.
1: e three hundred one. Yeah. <laughs> UFC twenty seventy four. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Donald it, Norris it's versus Giovanni Catalano.
0: It, it's gonna be Cassandra Whitcliffe Baker Norris.
1: <laughs> versus Giovanni Gallo.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is unrelated, Nate. Are you related to Chuck Norris? Yeah. I knew it. Aren't we all?
1: No. Only Nate
6: <sighs> Technically.
0: No, I'm uh, I'm actually lying. I'm not related to Chuck Norris. But uh my sister in college convinced her whole floor of her dorm that she was related to Chuck Norris. They all called her Chuck as her nickname. Cool. Uh, well, is it is it cool to lie to everybody you know?
1: It's fun. Well just like Santa. Well Yeah. I'm sure your sister had a great time. Yeah. Nate, Nate you say it's
6: okay to tell the truth, but one of our roommates you wouldn't even tell him you offered his Oreos to other people, so
0: That's again, that's a legend. That is <laughs> that is a legend. Mike, I really need you to stop coming after me here. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> all right. On, on the lost footage, Mike came after me pretty hard. So now it's equal. Did he? Yeah, telling me that I was impatient. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> all right, Mike. I know all the bike right, accident ruined it all. But thank you for calling in. Peace. Bye. Bye. All right.
0: I do really enjoy arguing about Santa. I think it's a very thought-provoking conversation.
1: I agree. I think this is going to be a good episode for sure. All right. It's
0: going to be interesting if we get any any listener responses. I mean, really, one response would be interesting. We never get
1: that. So I'll say it now. If you're listening, if you've gotten this far, which probably five people have, <laughs> send in, for real, text us on our personal numbers if you have it, or send in an email to babystationsubs at gmail.com and tell us your opinion on Santa. And if you have the time... You could detail it And if you don't have the time Just tell us your opinion And and we'll leave it at that And we'll talk about it Next episode Mm -hmm.
6: Mm
1: -hmm. All right, I think it's about that Time We'd like to thank our homes For letting us use their space If you want to send in Your articles Or your Santa opinions Please send them in To babystation subs At gball.com Follow us on Babystation pod On Twitter Uh, Support us on Patreon Check out our website At babystation.io Share this with everybody You know Send it in a group message to 50 people, okay? We are desperate for listeners. Um, And thank you to Santa Claus for sponsoring this podcast, who is absolutely real, and to you, our listeners, who we